almost every product or service company ever needs to sell a good, a better, and a best product or service. I'll be talking about that today and what that means. My name is Stephen Pope, and I'm the founder of My Amazon Guy. This is the My Amazon Guy podcast. So what do I mean by good, better, best? Let's start with that. And in e-commerce or in a product-based service, what that would equate to is, hey, I've got a drum set and I'm gonna sell a version of that drum set at 100 bucks, 250 bucks, and $1,000. And in that good uh, drum set, yeah, hey, that's a cool drum set and you can bang on my bongos, uh, but it's not got any bells and whistles. Go up to that $250 uh, drum set. Maybe it comes with a, a couple of extra gadgets or a second second drum set, if you will. And that $1,000 drum set, it's like, hey, man, if you're going to go play in a band, that's the one you need. You need that full $1,000 drum set. There's a variety of reasons why you'd want a good, a better, and a best when selling uh, a product or a service. And, you know, we could talk about what that could mean for a service as well. You know, you go get a haircut at uh, any particular haircut place, doesn't matter which one. They've, they've got different variety of options. So, hey, you just want to get your cut in and out, cool, that's 15 bucks. Hey, you want a little shoulder massage at the same time, cool, it's 25 And, man, if you want a shampoo, a shoulder rub, and, you know, let me tickle your toes, 50 bucks, right? So that's the same concept, good, better, and best. There's a lot of offensive and defensive reasons why good, better, and best makes sense. Uh, a lot of benefits to having that kind of model. One of my more curious examples of this is the New York Times. They sell, um, or at least they have in the past, they would sell a newspaper for X price, and then they would sell the newspaper plus uh, the online service uh, access to it, but they'd actually sell that for less money. You heard that correctly. They they give more features and sell it for less money. And part of the reason behind that is because they're trying to convince the user to opt in to one particular choice. They want those online subscriptions. Uh, similarly, uh, you could take like an uh, an iPhone or or a Pixel phone or any type of smartphone rather, and uh, they'll they'll sell their base model with like a hundred gigs of space for let's say six or 700 bucks, but add in that extra 100 gigs of, of, of space and they jack that price up 100 plus dollars. And we all know, of course, that that extra space probably only costs them a dollar and a half to put it in the phone, right? Well, it's because uh, having that good and better, their margins increase on the better and best models. But they know that not everybody can afford that. Uh, but those that will seek that out will happily pay that premium. And it allows for additional profits. So that's just kind of a second or another example of why that would make sense. Now you could turn this into uh, an Amazon listing, right? And on Amazon, there's a thing called parentage where you connect child variations to each other. One of my favorite and easiest examples to explain this is a t-shirt. You could have a t-shirt in multiple sizes and in multiple colors, red, blue, white, etc. And when you connect them all together, you have choices in front of the consumer. Now, similarly, if we take this good, better, and best model approach, you could have three versions of your item or uh, an unkitted version of the item plus some kitted items 
and some extra kitted items. There's a lot of different permutations to what we're talking about that would that would apply here. And if you if you do this correctly um, on Amazon or wherever you're selling your product or service, you're going to help the consumer make a decision, right? It, it's all about decision making and scalability and the opportunity to control your own destiny as a seller. Uh, when you have less options uh, in the back end, you have an easier catalog to manage. There's less SKUs to deal with. And so instead of having like a, hey, come order a drum set from me, tell me what you need type model, and then you're having an hour phone call with the guy and they're talking about their rock band and whatever and hearing their life, full life story, Instead, you give them three basic options. And then on the back end in your warehouse, just like they, and by the way, I'm taking this story directly out of uh, the show called The Profit. One of my favorite episodes is about the drum sets. And, and so The Profit walks in and says, hey, cool, we need to do it my way or the highway. And here's my process and here's what we need to do. And he said, here, literally, here's the process. We're going to pick three models and we're going we're gonna to create three price points. And everything we do is going to be bucketed into these three types of products. The benefit of doing this is, is astronomical. Now they're not spending time choosing how to build the item. Instead, they're just marketing the item. And they're going to sell more quick, and they're going to sell it quickly. They're going to have less time dealing with operations. And the consumer will also have an easier time converting. They know uh, that these are the three options take it or leave it. And typically speaking, if they're already looking between those three options, they're ready to buy. If they get if they get to Amazon, their buying decision is pretty much already made. They're in the mood to buy. It's just a question of whose product am I going to buy? So if they get to your listing, uh, they're even further down that marketing funnel, and it's more likely that they're going to make that purchase sooner rather than later. And, and so if you give them those three options, uh, their their wallet will then make the decision. They, you know, for the most part, most of those users are going to select somewhere between the good and the better model. Uh, and if they couldn't afford anything above, uh, let's say they're buying that $100 drum set and they couldn't afford anything over $100, bucks, well, cool, the decision's over. They've opted into the $100 drum set. They're done. But if they're somewhere between all three models and they're like, hmm, which one do I need? Well, cool. Let me go down to that A plus content and look at that product grid. And I can see all the bells and whistles between these three models. I can compare and contrast these three options against my budget to know what I'm looking for. And instead of making that decision based on budget, they may say, hey, this product fits my needs the best. And I am willing to pay $250 for that, or I am willing to pay $1,000 for the best one. And, and so their decisions made, cool, they check out. Uh, so the good, better, best model has also been used uh, very much in some deep theory. The Harvard Business Review does a pretty in-depth article about why there would be what they call the GBB model, the good, better, best model. And they brainstorm about tiers and features uh, and why some companies have used this model for offense and other companies have used it for defense. One of the things that's mentioned in this article is there's basically 13 common product attributes or a value barometer that can be added, dropped, 
or varied to create different perceptions of value. And companies can typically uh, begin by identifying features of the current offering that would vary or it would be easy to vary. And then, the, and then the article goes on to explain how the tool's real power is in the ability to help firms come up with an out-of-the-box option that could be increased, decreased, or tweaked. Uh, so if you're, if you're currently selling a version of your product and it's somewhere between good and better, uh, you, could, you could figure out what features could be removed to go down to the good and you could figure out which features could be added to go up to the best. And that creates some additional uh, uh, skews to your catalog and options to drive the consumer to make a decision. One of the options uh, that the Harvard Business Review talks about to go on the offense is when you create that best model uh, to add to your margin or bottom line. And they give an example of six flags in the amusement park where uh, someone can buy one of three flash passes, regular, gold, and platinum. And that's in addition to the standard admission ticket with prices varying by day and location to bypass lines and then uh, enjoy more rides, right? So that gold pass, which could cost as much as 80 bucks uh, on a popular weekend, would reduce weights by 50%. The platinum pass, which could cost 135 bucks, would reduce them by 90%. It's amazing, actually, how many people would pay for this. Then CFO John Duffy told analysts shortly after the new passes were rolled out in 2011. And then many FlashPass uh, purchasers are existing customers who decide to upgrade, but some are new customers who had previously been put off by the notorious long lines for, or for long lines for rides. And then on the other side of the spectrum, uh, that low price good could make it more accessible uh, to the price-sensitive or dormant customers who the existing product line would no longer uh, reach otherwise. And a, and a case example of that is Uber, right? So Uber, when it first came out, uh, was kind of a premium service. They were a luxury black car back in 2010. And they still offer those luxury high-end options, but in 2014... Uh, trying to lure in more price-sensitive riders, it launched Uber Pool, where you could even share a ride with complete strangers, pretty much like a taxi cab in many cents. Uh, and it lowered the price by like 50%. That's a huge advantage to increasing your market pool for available, um, available riders, right? And so this is an entire pool of people who had never used Uber before, but now they have. And after they've used it and they're like, oh, well, you know, that was cheap, but uh, I, don't, I don't like riding in a, in a car with a complete stranger. I'll go ahead and pay that extra service. But they wouldn't have tried it at the regular rate to begin with, but it got their foot in the door. So that's another example of how uh, a good, better, best model can come into play and allow you to reach new customer bases as well. The good, better, best model could also be used for defense, but in this particular case, the Harvard Business Review gives an example of uh, Town Sports International failing at using this idea. So they were a chain of fitness centers whose memberships averaged anywhere from $40 to $90 a month, and they began losing customers to Planet Fitness, whose monthly member f membership fees were as low as $10. So to fight back, they, uh, they offered a new price plan as low as $20 a month but it excluded or restricted some benefits such as towel service, 
or fitness classes. And this staunched the membership decline. TSI gained 64,000 new customers in 2015, but the stock price plummeted. The same club revenues fell and the CEO resigned. Uh, And that's because the outcome uh, basically allowed them to fall off a cliff and lose in a price war. And, And so... Uh, nobody wanted to pay for that $80 service anymore when the $20 service was available. And so it devalued the primary offering. So you do have to be careful when you're doing a good, better, best model so that you don't go uh, reduce your your core offering to a point where nobody wants to buy it anymore. Uh, That would defeat the purpose. There are, of course, countless other uh, companies or examples that we could use ranging from Netflix offering HDD versus SD, standard definition versus high def definition. Uh, you could, we could talk about how uh, some of their membership services offer a single TV viewing at the same time versus two at the same time. All kinds of businesses are using the good, better, best model. So if you sell products or services today, consider offering secondary options. And that will not only allow you to offer a better conversion rate to your current consumers, it will allow you to convert new consumers or acquire new ones, retain old ones, and stave off some competition, but also add more margin to your bottom line. One of my favorite uh, ways to summarize e-commerce is it's our job as marketers to sell more products to more people more often for more money. And perhaps the one that this podcast was in particular about was the more money one. And that's because when you offer that luxury version or the best version uh, in your offering, it's going to absolutely add margin or more money into your e-commerce equation. So hopefully you found this helpful. Uh, Feel free to leave a comment or uh, subscribe to our podcast. And we're happy to take any questions about anything related to e-commerce, especially Amazon. Uh, My name is Stephen Pope, and I'm the founder of My Amazon Guy. This is the My Amazon Guy podcast.